When we think about the roots of country music, we tend to think about southern states. Texas, Oklahoma, Kentucky, Tennessee, California isn't usually the one that jumps to mind. But once you drive north of the Hollywood Hills, away from the coastline and through the valleys, it doesn't take too long before you find yourself in a landscape full of ranches and farmland. A setting built by hard work, grit, and a do-it-yourself mentality. The very same lifestyle that the storytellers of country music can relate to so deeply. And a home that John Party found to be the perfect inspiration. John Party grew up in Dixon, California, a rural suburb of Sacramento that first popped onto the map during the gold rush. His father, a middle-class construction worker, taught him the value of putting in the time to finish the job the right way. And by the age of 14, Party was already putting that advice to work. He did a short stint at a local grocery store before progressing to grunt work at a Ford dealership, to ranch work, and later to operating heavy machinery. John wasn't afraid to get his hands dirty, but he mostly wanted to wrap them around a guitar. From a young age, John was drawn to the legends of the genre, everyone from George Jones to George Strait. And by seven, he was performing Garth Brooks' Friends in Low Places at his dad's birthday. He wrote his first song at 12, started his first band at 14, and five years later, John Party was ready for his next adventure, Nashville, Tennessee. Eighteen months after his arrival to Music City, he scored a publishing deal. The working connections that he developed there led to him being signed by Capitol Records Nashville. Over the next few years, he continued to cut his teeth in the studio, opening for artists like Dirk Bentley and Alan Jackson. And in spring of 2012, he released his first official single, Missing You Crazy. And then the following year, achieved his first top ten single with Up All Night. Now there ain't nothing wrong, baby, you and I. His first album, Write You a Song, peaked at number 14 on the Billboard Top 200. And just one year later, in 2014, he released his sophomore album, California Sunrise. Dirt on My Boots would become his first number one single and paved the way for additional charting singles from that same album, like Night Shift, She Ain't In It, and Heartache on the Dance Floor. She was a Now, four years later, John Party continues to lead nothing short of an impressive, multifaceted career. He's currently preparing to release his fourth full-length studio album, embark on a national headlining tour, and in addition to music, maintains and runs his own farm, has his own bourbon line, and even hosts a variety show on CMT Digital Party Time. When it comes to songwriting, John Party has always had one single goal, to create timeless country music. And if his most recent release is any indicator, he seems to be perfectly on track. My name is Eric Zachary. This is the Spout Podcast, where famous people spot up about more than what they're famous for. And today, that's John Party. John Party, what is up, sir? How are you? I'm good. Hanging in there. Let's start with the tour first, though. You just announced Ain't Always the Cowboy. I have a lot of questions when it comes to the logistics of a tour. 
you're your man that dives into the details. Are you choosing or having hopes for where to start versus end? Uh, we have our goals. We don't want to go in and try to be too big. We want to go out and have a good time, play our venues that we know we can sell and build. We want to be known as a headliner. This year, there is a lot of tours. There is a lot of traffic, you know, so mm-hmm. there is a lot of, uh, well, we can't play here because Jason's playing here that night. So we got to move it here. We got to do this. And all of the venues not open and playing a lot of cool venues that I haven't even played before. And yeah. I haven't even, you know, seen a lot of other acts play. You know, I mean, we got the Santa Barbara Bowl and like I saw that. Yeah. Like a lot of cool stuff that I'm like looking forward to and more of cool venues to like have that, you know, kind of first headline tour. It's definitely uh, going to be remembered. And when it's just me, I don't have to work with the band. I don't have to like, you know, count off anything. I can just go right in on whatever. I can, you know, make people laugh. I can yell at people because I can hear them. I just need a guitar and a microphone and, and some way to hear myself. Speaking of the band, you described them as bourbon snobs uh, with the release. You got Party Batch 112 on the way. Mm-hmm. The first time that they tasted it, I know I saw the trailer and, and they're on board with it. And I'm excited for it. Are you nervous that first time that you're pouring them a glass? I told him that I told Buffalo Chip who who brews the bourbon and and you know does all the recipe stuff because I gave him what I liked and and they did a pretty damn good job. I mean, I, first of all, I like it. I think it's mm-hmm. good. The band first had it, they're like yeah, that sucks pretty good, but it's like, <laughs> you know, like it's it's been awesome to be a part of you know a bourbon and a whiskey company. Never thought I'd be into that. I never thought like. One day I'm going to have my own liquor. The fans really enjoy it. They can put something on their shelf that, that I like. They know I stand behind it. And even if they don't drink it, they like seeing it on a shelf or a signed bottle. And But most of the, the fans and other people that don't even know who I am, they're just t- they're t- they're tasting Party Batch. It's been a great response. So, And I always joke, well, you can put my liquor right next to Thomas Rhett. Midland, Darius. <laughs> I mean, there's just, the list goes on and on. I, yeah. that's why I was like, well, you know, really, there's a lot of people with liquor, but <laughs> whatever, you know, <laughs> let's do it. When I when I saw like the fans, they they enjoy it. So and, and I enjoy it, and it's good. So you know, it's and, intimidating, man, to jump into that. Yeah, it's like, dude, you got the Rock out there. He didn't. Even, he don't even have the advertising. He got like 280 million followers. He just got to play buy my tequila. We're kind of more rootsy, you know. We got to. I mean, a lot of distributors and personal taste tests and kind of meeting everybody that goes and puts party batch in bars and you know and so you know we're like we got to get this thing online so we got online to 19 states that 19 states sold out we had to re-up we we have been selling quite a bit of it and and it's been fun so i remember i was working on a country station in chicago at the time uh when up all night came out and there was a lot of interviews and a lot of quotes of you saying you're not making trendy country music you are making country music that will last and I mean, you know, listen back to Up All Night, it, it holds, it stands that test of time. So even talking outside of the realm of country music specifically, what are some just like key uh, pieces of advice to making music that will last? But you have to have something that you do that you truly believe that this is going to, you know, it has the backbone, the roots of what I love and why I love it. Country just, there's so many aspects of country music now where you just got to really just do your own thing and stick with it and be proud of it and listen to everybody. And that's another thing I, I feel like to last longer or to, you know, have music just, just stick around, listen to everything in the long run. If you're still having fun with it, I think that's really going to help too. 
No, I, I like that, man. I mean, I, you know, obviously we've been told this since day one, anyone with, you know, a parent or figure that's supporting a dream is going, you know, as long as you're having fun, that's what matters. As long as you love it, that's what matters. And obviously that's the important part. But I really like that you said, also be aware of what else is out there. You know, it's so easy to get tunnel visioned in, in any genre, you know, so when you're really paying attention, because you said it yourself, man, country is not just what used to be known as, you know, country Western, you know, it is, it is 9,000 genres within that world too. Yeah. You can't just listen to Waylon Jennings and be like, I'm going to be Waylon Jennings <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> going to no, nail it. Waylon's already Waylon, you know, yeah. ain't nobody going to touch Waylon. Right. You know, but you remember your heroes and you, you kind of move on with them in your song and keep the spirit alive out. There's so much that you can do, but you definitely got to listen to everything. I listen to the radio a lot. Definitely heard Fancy Like quite a bit. <laughs> uh, Shout out to Walker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and he's got a cool story. Great, solid dude. And um, so, you know, I'm always paying attention and, and, and I think that's key. And kind of like creating a whiskey. You got to, you got to take a lot of influences. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of different tastes and you put it together, man. Let's talk about party animals, man. I mean, I think I speak for a lot of us when, you know, we were paying attention to these videos, what you had going on at the farm throughout, you know, the pandemic and at different times of the last two years was really keeping a lot of us entertained. How are the animals doing, man? Give, give us an update. Well, I got, I got some barn cats now. That's, I never had cats before. They're quite fun, I will say. And, uh, I just, you know, they in a box literally like i never had this animals. is so much easier than what i've had to deal with <laughs> like, before literally just in a box like that's all they want to do and i was like if it's not clean oh man they're gonna let you know like here comes the cats they gotta go to the bathroom you thank you for cleaning their bathroom i'm just like my dog would just on the floor literally like he would be like, all right well yeah i got hey you're gonna lock me in here i'm gonna on the floor <laughs> <laughs> that's been a whole learning experience and then the cows and goats are easy and, and they're just out there. I got to keep uh, some round bells around when it gets cold because they, they get, you know, the grass isn't growing as thick as it does in the summertime, but everybody's pretty good. So I'm, I'm ready for spring to come. I'm ready for green everywhere. This episode of the Spot Podcast is sponsored by Ritual. Protein powders can be intimidating. I get it, but they're not just about working out. It's not just about muscles. That's a misconception. We all need protein. And as we go through life, that protein needs to change. Ritual's Essential Protein is a delicious plant-based protein powder with three distinct formulas designed to meet the body's changing protein needs. You've got the Daily Shake 18 Plus, which is a complete amino acid profile. You've the Daily Shake 50 Plus, which adds calcium HMB to the mix. And Daily Shake Pregnancy and Postpartum, which is formulated with extra nutrient support to meet the demands of pregnancy and lactation. A couple things that make Ritual different. The traceable ingredients, you know where it's coming from, how, why, all of that. It's a great taste. It's sustainably sourced and it's just the good stuff. No added sugars, no sugar alcohols, soy free, gluten free and non-GMO. So if you're ready to shake up your protein ritual right now, Spot listeners getting 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash spout. Ritual is even offering a money back guarantee if you're not 100% in love. So you have nothing to lose. Ritual.com slash spout today for 10% off your first three months. I want to talk to you about uh, farm tech real quick because, you know, people that aren't really attuned to the farming community or, the, or that world, don't realize how technologically advanced it is. I mean, they think, oh man, you got a mower, you got a tractor, you're set. You know, it's not just the bush hog anymore. Yeah, that's a huge part of it. But I mean, there's, you got computers running farms too. So it, a lot of that comes down to how do you want to run a farm? 
Is there anything in the farm tech world that excites you? Man, I'm old school. I think a lot of the farming stuff is just made to make it easier on farmers, which I get. You know, it's like, all right, you show up to your, you know, your field, you got to plant this, you got to cut hay, and then your guy don't have straight lines. He's not doing it right. And so that GPS, it really helps the farmer basically keep everything together. We did a lot of stuff like we built a pond out here and we had a GPS guy come out and he he kind of did all his topical stuff and surveyed it. And we, we did it all in this GPS thumb and we spent more time on the GPS <laughs> than the actual pond. And then I, we, so my dad taught me how to use a laser, which just like a beep, 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 beep. And you'll see if you see any guys like pouring concrete, little, he's got a rod and you hear beep, 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 beep. Well, he's just trying to get it level. And we could do that all day and move a lot faster. We waited two days on this GPS system. Uh, and it was awesome when we got it set up. But for around here, it was kind of small stuff and, and I like to keep it old school. But when you get in the big farm, it's all technical stuff. And I don't have that much money. I do have the my, my skid steer and case has been great to me. And we've been working together. The rotary cutter or bush hog, as you would call it, on, on the skid steer is really cool to get under trees and stuff. We can do so much with that. And I still use just a broadcaster and um, we've gotten very good friends with the co-op here in Nashville. Simple farming. <laughs> Simple farming. I like that, man. Yeah. My family's from Arkansas and Oklahoma. So, you know, even in those two States, the, the approach to it differs quite a bit. Yeah. John party, man, last night, lonely out. Now we know the album's on the way. I got to ask the the most cliche interviewer question in the world. And I apologize in advance, but what can you tell me about this album? Well, I mean, we got half of it recorded right now. I'm currently writing and, you know, got my ear open for some songs. Pretty excited about it. And there's quite a bit of drinking songs I've written. I don't know if we can put all of them on there. If you could go back to talk to just for a couple seconds, first record, John Party, and he heard you right now saying, we're working on that fourth headlining tour, playing these venues you've never even dreamed of before, what would you tell him right now? I would tell him, one day, Universal Studios in Orlando is going to tell you to come, and then you're not going to have to wait in line to ride ride the ride. So keep on doing what you're doing. <laughs> Could you imagine telling yourself? Like, yeah, you don't have to wait in line. We're Nothing. like saying we're 12. You're like, you're 12 years old. Like, man, one day, the park's going to invite you to come work at the park and then just take you through the exit to ride any ride you want. And you'd be like, I'm on the right path. Well, I got to, I got to ask the one follow-up question. Then what's your favorite ride at universal? Oh man. What was that? What was that? Velociraptor ride? Oh, the new one, the new coaster. Yeah, man. It was, uh, it was wild. And I like all, I mean, I rode ET a Simpson land was awesome, man. I, I mean, I'm, I've never been there before. So I'm just walking around like, Wow. And uh, which I love, they serve alcohol at all aspects of the park. So it's like, <laughs> it's not it can like, get dangerous. It's not like Disneyland where you're like, oh, the alcohol is two miles over there. Yeah, we had a great time. The, the old school Jurassic Park. Harry Potter world was cool. And I'm not yeah. like huge Harry, Harry Potter, but you, all you got to do is walk through. Be like, this is yeah, the immersion is pretty dope. Yeah. And then the Transformers was cool. I mean, everything was cool. Like it's it's a. Uh, it was just fun, but that that was when you told me what would you tell you your yourself about like, one day, man, Universal Studios <laughs> Orlando is going to ask you to come play their park, and you're not going to have to wait in any lines for any roller coaster. 
I've asked a variation of that question, obviously, multiple times over my career. And I can tell you right now, that is my favorite answer I've ever gotten to that. Because <laughs> it's just so pure and so genuine. Yeah, man. I always say, keep your inner super fan and always keep your inner kid. You can always find some way to have fun. To see more of Eric Zachary's conversation with John Party, search Spout Podcast on IG, Twitter, or TikTok, or at spoutpodcast.com. Next week, back for the second time, both Ava Max and Tiesto spout off. So people who say just manifest, like, yes, but you have to keep knocking on the door until you get a yes, because that's what manifestation is as well. Like you going after it, and that's energy, you going after it. I, be- I believe in what you what you throw out there. I always like to see the best in people, and the glass is always half full for me. The Spout Podcast is presented by Alpha Media and created by Phil Becker. Spout. Bye.